Yeah, it's yeah, it's hard. I'm not gonna lie, it's from where we got to the preseason we had in the first half of the season, and yeah, disappointing. That performance probably summed up at back end of the year. We just not quite nailing a few things. Our effort and fight was outstanding, but yeah, just not capitalising when we had opportunities and then leaking points when when they had them. It's going to be part of a deep review for sure. Um, I've got to hold my hands up there. I'm the head coach. It's on me to make sure that we have better. Um, you know, we're not falling like we were. You know, there's consider you make excuses, but yeah, it hurts. It's a it's a tough lesson to learn, but I'll learn it. Yeah, you're listening to Crunch Time for Azito, powering DIYs all day, every day at Bunnings. And before you dig, don't dig blind. Search before you dig online every time. I've got to say, there was a try, and boys. Uh, remind me of who scored the try. There was a try that pretty much put it beyond doubt for the Roosters. And, and they, they'd gone for a captain's challenge. Actually, it wasn't a try. It was a captain's challenge. And Jai Arrow had knocked the ball out of the In the, the event hand. of making a tackle, his left arm yeah. hit the ball and knocked out of uh, Tyrell May's hand. Tyrell May's And that decision went against them. And at that moment, I felt so sick for Jason Demetrio. Like At that moment, he would have known... Try being a South We're fan. out. We're not making the finals. Yeah. Uh, he, regardless he, of what you think, but you've got to be human about it. Immense pressure is on Jason oh. Demetrio, and I felt so sick for him. But people will say that he needs a good start next year. He had a good start this year. Like, he had an incredible start. Was, they were leading the comp after 11 rounds. Is he, he guaranteed to be coaching round one? Yeah. They've got Jack Whiten coming there. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be coaching round one. Unless... Part of the review, and we spoke about it last week. Oh, you weren't here, um, Sugar. We spoke about it last week with with Jimmy. Basically, what's happened with Sam Burgess, whether it's right or wrong, has planted a seed amongst the chairman, Nick Pappas, and the CEO, Blake Solly, and general manager of Rugby League, Mark Ellison, all fine administrators of the game. But as part of a review, and I'm a South fan, I love Jason Demetrio, one of the greatest guys you'd ever want to meet in the game. But as part of a review, and he alluded to it last night, to his credit, he put his hand up. But as part of a review, they'll ask the question, even though Sam's not here anymore, was he right in some ways? Are we not – are these some of these players getting away with – it'll just it'll form part of their part, part of their questioning, part of their review. AP, just before you answer this, and I won't give my answer right now, but if I – I'm going to make a very bold, audacious prediction, which – which it's right out there. I've got absolutely zero intel have about you, it. Have you got some breaking news? No, 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 no. But if I know one particular person, yep. I believe they are the greatest stock trader. Mm. If rugby league was a share market, this particular person is the number one. He, he is, he is the Warren Buffett of share trading when it comes to rugby league. In what? When to buy and sell where okay. you're at. Okay, oh, yeah. I'll get to that in a moment. Yep. What are your views, AP? On Demetri being yeah, there yeah, next year? No, I can't. It's, that's diabolical. Look at that side. Like, how does that, how is that not in the top half of the NRL clubs? Like, it is just, and everything that you said is correct. Like, like Sam Burgess has planted the seed. Something has to, has to change. And, you know, the, the guy coming in is obviously going to be very good friends. You know, we're talking about Jack Wyden, friends with Latrell, 
friends with Cody, same management group. Um, and again, is is it cliquey? Like I, I I know coming into the um, I went there during the week to do a bit of media stuff. It was sort of interesting because we put it to um, Cody Walker and just said, you know, this whole idea that you and Latrell run the club. What do you, what do you say about it? And he said, well, you know, I actually went to the coach and the senior players and asked them if they thought that was the case. And I'm like, well, shouldn't you know the answer? I'm thinking, but but you know what? If if it if is the, the case, per- and, and well, they're not brave the enough to say, well, that is a perception. Yeah. Well, well then maybe it is the case. Well, that's right. Of course, it's the case when it comes to the playing group. I mean. They're the big dogs. Yeah. yeah. They are the most influential players in that playing group, and they do run the club from a playing group point of view. I'm not talking about administration and, and the decisions that are made on an operational basis each and every day, what's in yeah. the best interest of the club. But, of course, they're the leaders of the playing group. That- but, but if you have to go and ask the question, am I, am I running, you know, am I swinging too big here? Like, that's, that's strange that a player has yeah. to – isn't sure if that's the case or not and has to go to the, the coach and the senior playing group and – yeah, I, I don't know. That needs to be addressed big time. I made these comments about the Tigers at the start of the year, and I feel it may apply to the Bulldogs. I don't know if it applies to South because uh, I, I haven't seen the inner goings, but the results suggest it may apply. I've got a strong belief in any organisation, in any sporting team, your top five people, your top five influential people have to be your big leaders. They don't have to be the best players, but they have to be the standard setters or all boats rise with the tide. If they're not, and if you have people, and I've played in teams where the top five most influential people are not the ones who are driving the club, and if they're not, it actually has adverse effects. And I've got a question whether, you know, do South Sydney fall into that category? It looks as though Canterbury fall in that category to this point. Mm. Your top five most influential players have all got to be pushing the group. Mm -hmm. And I've got no doubt about what we're seeing at Penrith. Whoever the top five most influential players, I suppose it's probably Cleary, it's probably um, Yo, it's probably even Jerome Luai. You know, and I'm talking... Harris, yeah, Standard centres. The standard centres, right? If your top five most influential players are not that sort of personality, then you're in big, big trouble. I was telling a story last week about Michael Crocker, when he came to South Sydney, he was brought to South Sydney for a reason and didn't play in that grand final year, like that grand final side. But he was the guy that basically changed the landscape for South and while well, Michael Maguire was there. It's, the year ahead. It's, he just changed it. It's very rare that Melbourne actually buy an established player, and they did that with Michael Crocker. Mm. And I think he didn't lose a game in his first two seasons. Yeah. Like, he just won everything. It's just funny with him. <laughs> I watched Michael Crocker on on Australian Survivor, and I thought, this guy's a winner. Like, I've done stories yeah. before on, like, this guy wins everything. He was bloody hopeless. Was he? <laughs> he, was, he? He, was he? Was, he was getting towed up in all the challenges. Was... Jackson Hastings, right? This is my best guess. See, sometimes, sometimes when you've got players who have big influence on a group, popular players, they don't like when someone comes in trying to change things. My best guess is that Jackson Hastings has gone to the Tigers – and the mail was he wasn't received so well by all. I reckon he's tried to shove a few of the uh, influential types and they've found a way to wide in him and out he goes. So, mm. so their power in numbers, which is a negative power in numbers, sends him out. All of a sudden he goes to the Knights, gets some buy-in, 
and they're on their way to a final series. Yeah, it's huge. Well, at South, Latrell's meant to be the sheriff. He's the one that dispenses the fines and collects the money if people aren't up to the standards. And again, he might be doing that, but it's an optics thing to particularly if you're not playing well. Is that so, fair income? Yeah, that's oh, wow. that's fair income. Yeah, so if you're going to a Luke Combs concert or hanging out at the boxing and all that, that's fine. That's no drama, but you have to perform as well. And unfortunately for him, he wasn't um, at the back end of the season. Yeah, interesting. Uh, South fans, so, have you say? Okay, the Warren Buffett yep. of buying. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, wild prediction. And you know what? And this is no shot at Jason Demetrio because his time may come. You've got a window right now to win this competition. And I believe in this situation, the only person available to make it happen yes. is – No, no, I don't think it is. I don't think it is Sam Burgess. And, I, and I'm not yet convinced. See, Sam Burgess to me is very similar to Benji, where terrific, you know, huge for the club, right, in everything they've done. But they're both extroverted people. I don't know too many extroverted coaches, personalities who've gone on to make huge careers. If you think about the great – Coaches we've had, Ivan Cleary, introvert. Mm-hmm. You know, Desi Hasler, what he achieved, introvert. Wayne Bennett, introvert. Jack Gibson, introvert. That's the profile for me as a successful coach. What? How would this phone call go? G'day, uh, Wayne, it's Blake. Have you got one last year? <laughs> Have you got one last year? Christian Wolf's ready to go. You've set up the Dolphins. They're fine to go. Have you got one last year? At the Cardinal Red and the Myrtle Green. <laughs> how would that call go and how would it be received at the other end? Wayne, this is the, Wayne, this is your last year in the rugby league. Can you imagine in twelve months time, grand final day, you're leading him out for your swan song? Can I and tell you something about club. Wayne? A lot of people out there would think Wayne doesn't like drugs. Wayne loves the drama. Wayne, Wayne loves, loves the theatre yeah. of all that. But he, if you could get the best ever season out of Luttrell yep. and Cody and Jack Whiten, and he's the one for 12 months, is he not? There were some people. Well, well it's, it's easy to say. And yes. you know what would make it even it's better? It's easy to say. You yes, know, some but, people that were, were not happy with the way he left, like, you know, he tried to you know, poach Cody. Or yeah, whatever, all that. that sort get of over stuff. that. But, but you, yeah, well, I understand what you're saying. Get over that. Just yeah. get over it. And just go, we've got this premiership window now. And and if I'm Wayne, I'd say I'm doing it on one condition. Jason Demetrio stays with me. And I reckon that would go down bloody awesome. And, would, and just I, say, reckon, I reckon it'd go down like a lead balloon with Jason Demetrio. Yeah, true. You reckon? It, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, being being yeah. an NRL coach and then being given your L plates mm. again, that would, be, that would not well, sit okay, well. Okay, what about if you sold it as a co-coach? And if you're Jason Dimitro and your option is to not be there, well, it's, it's still you've got to put your big boy pants no, on. It's still, it's still, I've got a babysitter. Yeah. Mm. The thing is, so you reckon he'd leave? It's like being to, to what? It's what like, would you leave to? It's like being a babysitter at home. Mum and dad go to the movies yep. for date night, yep. and you're getting a babysitter at thirteen, and then on six at sixteen years of age. They're going to the fun date night. You're still getting a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm old enough to stay here by myself. But what's option B? But everyone knows that you're back in the. You're basically the assistant again. And then Wayne goes in 12 months' time, and what? All of a sudden, you have the respect of them as a head coach. That would never work. But, 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 and I'll only say this too. Like from a Dolphins' point of view, Wayne's arguably done his job to this point. Yeah. You know the players that he got there, they got off to a flying start, and and it was absolutely humming. 
I'm just saying, if it was me, right, and with the greatest respect to Jason Demetrio, who's a good guy, and I'd want to keep him in the club. Good coach too. I would Very make I would make that call one hundred percent. I would make that call, and just I just think the the fairy tale around it all. It, it anyway, that's what that's all I think. You know, it's it's not a bad suggestion, but what I would say is the next appointment for South is an assistant coach, because Johnny Morris, Bomber Morris is going and yep. Sam's gone, an assistant coach for Jason Demetrio that is happy to put on the black cape yep. and play bad cop. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Let's talk to Bunnies fans, shall we? Jason from uh, Shell Harbour's there. G'day, Jace. G'day, mate. How are you, boys? All right? What do you make of my Why? outlandish comments, Jace? <laughs> <laughs> mate, uh, I, I don't know. It's... Uh... It's nothing that uh, the NRL wouldn't do, I suppose. Like just the way the game is, and and the um, the things that do happen. But I tell you what, mate, last night I'm a dedicated bunny supporter, and I was just I was almost in tears. Seriously, like I all the talk before about a couple of the lads leading the. Leaving the show there, uh, I thought, no, nah, this is rubbish. But, after, you know, about 15 minutes after the game, I thought, you know what, they got it dead right. Then they need to sort these guys out and bring someone in, influential. Whiten's uh, not going to do it. He's, like you said, he's he's part of that, that group as well. So, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see what other... Signings they get next year to see whether there's anyone there or they need to build that forward pack up. Um, Cookie's not doing much. Cameron Murray, I feel sorry for him as well. He's uh, he's trying his guts out, but yeah, other than that, that's it from me. Nothing else. Good to have you say, Jace. We appreciate that. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. AP thoughts. They're going to stick with Dimitri. Like, like you know, they're going, but he's just going to need to perform next year. He's got a three-year contract that's about to be sort of ratified, but if he wants to see it out, they're going to have to start well and keep going well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, keep your text coming through one three hundred oh one eleven seventy around the grounds we go, and in the NRLW, uh, it's a nice little battle happening there between the Newcastle Knights and uh, the Canberra Raiders. Yep. Haven't they done a good job, the young Raiders? Well, it's just finished and. I've got to say, the Raiders were leading 12-0 in the space of about seven or eight minutes. Tamika Upton and Jesse Southwell just turned on a clinic and the Knights have ended up coming away winners 20-12. to 20-12. to 12, uh, So that, that competition. I'll tell you what, boys. The Watching a lot of grand finals last week in both the boys and the girls, the NRLW already is a terrific product. But most of the NRLW girls may have started playing rugby leagues an average probably 17 or 18 you wait till these kids start coming through, these girls who have been playing since they were nine. Mm. The comp will be absolutely hey, airborne. I did a function yesterday with Spider Ever at the NFL, uh, AFL, great. And I, we're talking about Millie Ball's comments around she thinks the footballs, the rugby league balls in the NRLW should be smaller, yep. smaller hands, yep. probably a little bit too heavy for kicking games. Yep. Yep. I said, does that happen in the the AFLW, which I think is a, a pretty ordinary product? Of course. Like, he said, yeah, they use an under-16 ball. Mm. So they use a smaller ball for right. the women's, the AFLW. Uh, NF, 
AFLW, yeah. Yes, but I, but see, I reckon that's the wrong way to go. I think in the AFLW, a bigger ball would be helpful for catching and for kicking. They don't need to pass, mm. right? So the, the big problem with the 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 NRLW is the passing. So, for example, think about it this way. So if my theory is this. My daughter, who plays, totally agrees with Millie Boyle's comments. If the average female's or woman's hand is 10% smaller than the men's, the ball should be 10% smaller. And I'll give you another example. If you looked at it the other way, if we all of a sudden made the NRL football 10% bigger, you wouldn't get the passing as good. They haven't got as good a hold or grip on it. It's a no-brainer. It's an absolute no-brainer that the ball should be um, the same ratio as it is to the men's for the same quality. It's an absolute no-brainer. one 300 one a break and back with more.